0: Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealedCarry.com Network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the book, Decoding Firearms. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app. The best resource for any firearm instructor and their students is also free. Available for both Apple and Android devices, search your app store for Concealed Carry Gun Tools today and download this free app. Find maps, gun businesses near you, legal summaries, articles, videos, training logs in this podcast. Don't miss a beat on the industry. Download the app today. Today we'll be talking with John Petrolino, author of the book Decoding Firearms. Welcome, John. and Thanks for coming on the podcast today.
1: Hi, Rob, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you this evening. Uh, I definitely appreciate it.
0: Well, we always like bringing a variety of uh, guests on the show, so it keeps things exciting, and also uh, you know teaches our listeners a little bit, you know, about. Different topics all over the place because as firearm instructors uh, we very quickly find out we've got to we've got to have a very broad knowledge base on a lot of different things. But before we jump into your book, can you give our listeners a little bit about what John Petrolino is and where he's from? Sure.
1: So uh, uh, I'm John Petrolino, as you noted, and uh, I do firearms training here in the state of New Jersey. This is where I live. Um, So it's a difficult place to be and a firearms instructor. Um, I'm a merchant marine by trade, so that's my day job. So the firearms training thing is kind of my side gig. And I've been involved in the firearms community going all the way back to when I was a little kid with my dad hunting and so on and so forth, all the way through to adulthood, and decided to take on um, some classes and things like that, and my passion kind of just got quickly out of control, and uh, next thing you know, I was becoming a uh, firearms instructor. Well,
0: that's a lot of of fun, and uh, I think you're the first Merchant Marine that I've uh, met that is into firearms, so that's a very unique thing to be also.
1: There's there's quite a people that work offshore and on ships that are uh, second amendment people and gun people and hunters and uh, it's uh, where I'm working now. Uh, there's no uh, there's no lack of that, so it's kind of nice. I can I'm almost with all my peers all the time. So a lot of gun guys.
0: <laughs> well, that's neat. I don't know. Well, hey John, your book decoding firearms. I thought would be really interesting to talk about because it's a beginner guide in a lot of cases, but I think it's also one of those uh, books where firearm instructors could take a look at it and really see the depth that you jump into in order to decode the firearms for new shooters, because we know, you know, the years 2020 and last time I heard there is something close to 6 million new gun owners that have never uh, owned a gun before. Um, and those those are numbers that are growing. It seems like every every day during the summer, it was 5 million. The last one I heard just a couple months ago, we're at 6 million. Who knows what we're going to end the, the year with. But I think, you know, I've read your book and the decoding firearm give a very good basis. And it could be something that our instructors might want to look into, you know, recommending to their students to read, or maybe even supplying it to them as a book to reinforce what they've gone through in class already. But can you give our listeners or our instructors a little overview of some of the topics that you uh, cover within the book?
1: Uh, sure. So the, the book is broken up, I don't want to say into two sections, but there's there's 15 chapters. And chapters one through seven get you through what I like to consider the material that you need to get up and go to the range. So I cover the uh, gun safety rules and all of those aspects and some of it to ad nauseum. And uh, you know, it's almost to a fault where some of the detail is in there. Um, But I really like to emphasize this information from like a very academic level where a new gun owner can pick it up where, It'll appeal to anybody. And uh, the, the big challenge with that was to keep it easy to read because that's part of the subtitle is an easy to read guide. Um, so th- you've got your safety rules. And then from there, we go through the firearms and how they function, how they operate, and all the way through the loading, unloading, and checking uh, malfunctions, your, your range commands, and, and, and that chapter – on range commands will cover things like your safety briefings that you might uh, have at a, at a particular facility or range, some of their specific range rules, uh, things of that nature, things that you would expect on the regulatory side at different ranges. Uh, then we go through the fundamentals in the, in the, in the next chapter. Uh, and something I also want to note is the book, isn't specific to one discipline. So I think you picked up on that, that there's, you know, information in there on pistols and handguns, as well as rifles and shotguns. So I tried Mm -hmm. to make the, I made the, (laughs) and, and and in doing so, I made the booking very comprehensive to where it's, you know, 266 pages. So it's, it's a pretty thick book. Um, It's six by nine and paperback. I know, you have the Kindle copy. So it's hard to see how many pages you have. Um, so when I break down the fundamentals, I do talk about again, from the perspective of handgun shooting rifle and shotgun. And, um, to hurry that along, I talk also about shared fundamentals, like, um, you know, things that would be similar, like your trigger control, for example, and, you know, pistol and rifle are very similar as opposed to shotgun. They know it's completely different. Um, So then after the fundamentals, we talk about going to the range and getting there and that's chapter seven. And then in chapter eight, I have a a review of all of that material and uh, a bit of information about advocacy and, you know, further opportunities and getting involved with, with second amendment organizations and then this is where I consider, like, the second part of the book is chapters 9 through uh, 15. And it really, chapters 9 through 14 are pretty much extensions of just chapter 1. And I really talk about, you know, closer examinations on things that were discussed in chapter 1. So one of the sections is on, you know, sanitary measures and considerations. And I put a lot of information in there about lead and chemical exposure. And, uh, a lot of programs and, and books, you know, might have a small statement, maybe a page in there that talks about, well, you know, you got to worry about lead exposure and chemical exposure, ex- uh, exposure and, you know, protect yourself from, you know, lead poisoning. Uh, I kind of go in, in, in great depth talking about that. And, The reason why I put that in chapter nine is because when you get an introduction to that in chapter one, if you're not that interested in, you know, nerding out about it, you can skip the chapter, but it's there for you. And I think it's important for the reader, especially for new gun owners and and some, you know, veteran alike to understand the different ways that chemicals and lead can, you know, Cling to you and, and and come home with you, so mm-hmm. chapter nine talks about that and and then uh, you know ten will talk more about ammunition and then there's a chapter dedicated just to safety gear like your eye protection and your hearing protection and I get into some of the science on some of that as well, and uh, again it's expanding upon what was discussed in chapter one. So it's, it's much more in depth. Um, and then we have a section on firearm storage, uh, a quick one on maintenance. I did not put a lot of information on firearms maintenance, uh, because one of the credos in, in the book throughout, which I'm sure you picked up on was, uh, you read the manual on your, on your firearm. So, um, <laughs> there's <laughs> and, lots of
0: different and guns and it's hard to, hard to hard to do detailed instructions except for clean your gun regularly.
1: You know? Right. You know, because it so, all
0: depends upon the manufacturer and, and, you know, how do you take the bolt out versus a striker versus, you know, pistol, rifle, shotgun. Everyone's got slightly different um, ways that you go about, you know, even lubing it, um, not to mention cleaning it.
1: Exactly. So the firearms maintenance chapter is like really short and it basically says, well, you're going to, generally do these things but you know you need to look at the manual and do what they tell you to do and that's you know what i want people to do when they get their their new gun or even if you know you and i were talking and you just hey i i want to get a beretta you know 92 fs and it, you know i'd say well here's a copy of the manual just download it off the internet mm-hmm. and 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 read it before you even get the firearm in your hand and i think as, as a trainer, that's something that I really try to, to push onto my students and say, look, you, you got to read these things. Now, some of them are great. Uh, some of them aren't, uh, you know, but nonetheless, you want to follow their instructions. Um, and if you have any questions, you can put them to task, call them on the phone. I don't know if you have, but I've called plenty of firearms manufacturers on the phone and said, I got a couple questions for you. And they're usually pretty Pretty good about answering them.
0: Yep, Uh, I've done those similar, and uh, it's—I mean—it's in their best interest to make sure somebody doesn't get hurt by a firearm, and they've got satisfied owners to say the least.
1: Yeah, totally. So, and 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 Chapter 14 deals with children and firearms, so that kind of covers closer looks of things that were discussed in in Chapter one, and then Chapter 15 I talk about the Second Amendment a little bit and. Uh, the book's not a political book, so I didn't go crazy off the rails, you know, discussing, uh, you know, our fundamental rights here ad nauseum. Uh, but I thought it was very important to discuss the Second Amendment from a semi-apolitical view, and you know, really to engage with some readers that, you know, may not be even thinking about the Second Amendment. As they become a new gun owner, because like you mentioned the the number of new gun owners is going up and up and up. And I think, uh, national, uh, NSSF today just released that the number of Nix checks. So, I mean, this isn't confirmed, (laughs) uh, confirmed buys, but the number of Nix checks, uh, don't hold me to task on the number, but I want to say they said it was something ridiculous, like 19.1 million.
0: That's exactly. I'm looking at it right now 19.1 so, million.
1: Okay. So I got the hold me to t- task. <laughs> it's 19.1 million Nix checks, which we know that's not meaning a confirmed buy on a firearm. But that is an all-time historic high, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's I don't think an all-time there's... time high for a year. I mean, we're we're in we're recording this in December, and that's we still have four weeks to go, and that's already exceeded every other year that they've ever had uh, the next checks. So that's um, that's pretty neat that we've been able to do that. And one of the things as instructors, we should be keeping in mind that we have you know six million at least brand new gun owners out there that may have never touched a gun, uh, before, but they feel it's, uh, they need to have one at this point, And that's where, you know, it, it's a great opportunity for us as trainers to go out there and say, Hey, we can teach you how to be safe with that, how to store it in your home, how to, how to keep your kids safe and also how to defend yourself if that, if that, uh, so, so comes to it.
1: Oh yeah, no. And it's, it's, it really is our jobs as, as trainers and, And I, you know, I hate to use the word advocates, but we really are advocates for our sport, for our rights preservation as trainers. And even if you're just a casual firearm user, that's going to introduce uh, a friend or a neighbor, you're you're taking on the the role as a trainer. And it's so important that we bring people in and and keep them safe in the process. So, um, (laughs) you know. The material in my book, it's its pretty comprehensive. I think it covers, um, I'm not going to say everything a brand new gun owner needs to know, but I, I tried to make it as close as possible, uh, and I don't know if you have a, a comment to that or not because you've had a chance to look through it, um, uh, so I always enjoy other people's feedback as well.
0: Well, you know the one thing I could, re- I could really say that the book was lacking in, John? Don't sure. talk about muzzleloaders.
1: <laughs> no no it does not
0: <laughs> but, uh, but does. other than that i, th- I thought it did uh, really good um in fact there's you know a lot of different sections in there that people probably uh go along and you know see that i've done on on the podcast, you know, about, you know, how do you, how do you go along and, you know, teach about the ammunition fundamentals? Um, you know, I, I am like the part where you, you talk about the second amendment, um, bringing up suicide prevention and, you know, getting people start talking about that, you know, before somebody's in crisis. And then also talking about the pro-gun g- groups, because um, as much as we might not want to be political, we just want to go out and shoot our guns and enjoy them. Um, we also have to realize that, hey, as a you know political hot potato being firearms, um we need to be active or at least let our legislators know what our what our thoughts are so that they are not voting away our our rights and um, you know they understand what laws are.
1: yeah, I, and you know I'm glad I, I'm kind of laughing a little bit here too, about your comment on on the muzzle loaders because I. To the listeners, just so you know, I go out of my way to explain in the section on muzzle loaders that if you're looking for information on muzzle loaders, this is not the book <laughs> for you. So I That's, definitely a, that's is, a whole other
0: book by itself because <laughs> and, and, it, it, and it is, is very, very uh, intricate and has has its own dangers to it over and above what a normal firearm has. So if anybody's okay. looking into that, get, get somebody who knows how to and uh, get the training because it's not something you just want to play with.
1: exactly and that's uh it's beyond the scope of what i uh what i like to do here (laughs) i've i've shot a muzzle loader i own muzzle loaders but uh this is not a firearm that i use on the regular that i'm going to speak to on a on a level like this but uh other than that um i tried to cover uh you know as as much as possible up to and including having a in a you know, appendix in the back with a, a full glossary of terms that, you know, hopefully will, uh, help any, anybody with different questions, you know?
0: Yep, definitely. I, I enjoyed uh, reading it and, you know, I would say a lot of it was re- repetition, but at the same time, um, you know, the one thing I like about reading books, um, even the information I think I knew before is I get somebody else's perspective on it and it reminds me about different pieces that maybe I've forgotten about. And, you know, there's always a good, uh, opportunity there to become a better, better trainer by remembering some of the smaller pieces that maybe have, uh, you know, been lost to, t- to time and just remind, remind, remember ours, uh, what, why we got into it and what it's all about.
1: Oh, and to, and to your point about a, a different perspective and, uh, you know, something, <laughs> something that I do isn't always in my best interest, but when I'm dealing with students, they'll, you know, say, well, you know, what's next, or I want to take all these classes from you, or I want to, you know, whatever. And I might be like, well, this class is very similar to that class. So for example, the book um, was actually born out of a class that I wrote. I had written a class. The reason I wrote it was to help fulfill training needs for my, my, my gun club that I'm a member of. And a lot of people, Uh, that you need training in order to join the club. And uh, long story short, I wrote a class um, to help kind of um, work with your more experienced gun owners that um, don't necessarily have the, I don't want to say attention span, but I'll say the attention span to sit through, let's say, a full eight-hour NRA basic pistol class when they've been shooting for 30 or 40 years, not to say that you're not going to learn something by taking an eight hour, you know, pistol class. Cause I believe that you can learn something from any class that you take. Um, but I, I, wrote a, a, a program that, uh, I put together to kind of fill what I consider a small void there. So it's more than an introduction, but it's not a full day for somebody that's a brand new, new gun owner. And, uh, when I was, you know, working on, on that class that I was writing, I was helping another fellow, with one of his books, I was editing it. And I said, you know, he's, it's nice that he did this and this, and I said, but I would do it differently. It was on firearms. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things that I was saying, you know, I would do this this way. And next thing you know, I, I was like, you know what? I finished the class. I said, I need my own material. So I had thought that I would, um you know, throw together like maybe a pamphlet or something. And once I put down all the information that I thought was important for the class that I would want in a pamphlet, it turned out to be the book that you now have, you know, (laughs) and it's not a pamphlet by any stretch of the imagination. So when I, when I teach that class, you know, I've had students say, well, I want to take this, 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 and this from you, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to acquiesce, um, But some of the material, I'm like, well, you'd be better off taking, you know, let's say if they take my class, that's my branded class, you're better off taking an NRA basic pistol class, maybe from another instructor, because you get that instructor's perspective. Now, that doesn't help me financially by any stretch of the imagination, because I've got no problem, you know, working with somebody that wants to work with me. Uh, But I feel that, you know, it's very important for people to get training from other instructors that are, you know, quality instructors, of course, but if they do end up, uh, getting a class from a, a low quality instructor, you know, they might be able to see the, the difference between some of the, some of the material that's out there. And there's, there's a lot to be learned. And, um, that's kind of what pushed me to be an instructor was I was taking a class and I was taking it with my brother-in-law. And when we were done, with the class, my brother-in-law was shooting in the dirt when we were done, not on paper at all. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, he just paid money to do that. And I'm like, wow. Um, I said, there's gotta be a better way to, to teach this material. And, um, so I, I looked into becoming an instructor. I'm like, I could definitely get this guy on the, on the target, you know, and that, that kind of started the ball rolling. And, uh, then I took my basic pistol class as well. And I talked to the instructor about that. He says, I think it's a good idea that you go, cause I had been shooting for a number of years, you know, by the time I got to this point in my life. And, uh, that's kind of how it all came about. So I, I definitely, you know, encourage people to seek training from, Uh, different sources, you know, whether it's NRA or USCCA or somebody else's personal specific branded program to them, there's a lot to gain from different methodologies and different instructors.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you get to see how things go and they get to see how you're, you're shooting, you know, pressing the trigger and it's those small adjustments that can make you, you know, be be the best you can be. And I, I try to take training every year and that's not necessary to relearn safe gun handling rules all over again, but it's to go along and improve my uh, knowledge and my skills, because as much as I sit there and teach somebody how to shoot, uh, you know, a hundred times a year, how many times do I get out and have somebody look at me and say, "Hey, do you realize that you're flinching or maybe my, maybe I'm milking the trigger or doing something else like that that I never really realized or i'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, compensating for those types of things, and that's where I encourage all firearm instructors to get out and do some additional um, training to improve themselves you know that's one reason you know why we go along and talk about books all the time is, you know, what, you know, how can you improve yourself? And those are, those are ways to really do it without going to the range and spending you know, money on ammo and such, but it improves that, that muscle between our ears, which is just as important to improve as it is the muscles in our hands and in our trigger finger and things like that.
1: Yeah. Now, and I, I try to keep things, uh, things fairly cerebral, which, you know, I think you also saw was there's thought involved in these things. So you know, when we're, when we're dealing with our students, we can introduce them to a concept or an idea and attach that as well. You you need to think about this, right? So if you're teaching a, uh, you know, a personal protection in the home class or a USCCA, uh, you know, home protection class, the the thoughts of your home and where you might be. And if you're thinking about things from a self-defense perspective, there's thought involved. Like you need to think about these things. And um, that's something that I, you know, try to push as well.
0: That's a really, really, really neat. And as we were talking about, your book goes over, you know, quite a bit of the fundamentals for those new uh, gun owners, as well as, you know, for the experienced people that maybe need to be reminded about the, you know, safety rules or how, how to clear a malfunction um, or even even different types of uh, ammunition. Um, as I go along I always tell my uh, students when I'm teaching them is if you think guns haven't changed in the last uh, 100 years, you just have to start looking at what was being carried, you know, 100 years ago or even 20 years ago. And compared to what's being carried today, um, 20 years ago, there were a lot of, uh, semi-automatics being carried, but now you go along, everybody's pretty much carrying striker fired semi-automatics and you know, that's, that's a big change and you've got to stay on top of all that.
1: Oh, it's, and it is a dynamic, a dynamic industry, uh, for sure. So as much as things stay the same, it's like you said, they do change and we, we need to stay on our. Uh, on our toes. And I always love having a a student show up with something that I've never even seen before. So I'm like, Oh goody. Now I get to be exposed to that. And, uh, one place where I really got to, uh, you know, exercise that opportunity of, uh, shooting new new and different firearms was, I was a part-time range safety officer. So as, as an RSO, I, I did that for, Uh, About a year off and on, it was a part-time gig that I was doing and uh, really gave me an opportunity to cut my teeth in, in the training world big time because I was constantly dealing with people, you know, that were new to firearms, never even shot them. So the location is here. We're in New Jersey, not far from the Jersey shore. This is a, you know, a vacation destination. And in a fairly populated area, not like a big city, but a populated area. And we had all kinds of traffic come through there. So between the opportunities of working with brand new people and getting them to do their first shots and uh, have them do it safely, and then also having the people that come in with the the, the guy that comes in with the suitcase with three different Smith and Wesson 500s and says, Hey, you want to pop off a few (laughs) shots of this? The answer to that is yes. Um, and, you know, I used to joke with the customers and say, well, you know, I'm on the clock, but you want me to do a function test? Yes. Would you please function test my <laughs> fire? I said, well, it'd be my pleasure to make sure it's safe, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, so that was, that was, that was great fun having that opportunity. So I, I shot guns I didn't even know existed because, uh, People had them, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see people coming in with Smith & Wesson 500s or, uh, you know, Big Desert Eagles or, you know, just some real oddball kind of uh, firearms and be able to see a lot of that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, I- exactly. And, and it's like like I said, this is close to the Jersey Shore. So, I mean, fill in your blanks however you want to. <laughs> uh, we have all kinds of walks of life, and it was great. Uh, great experience with just a diverse group of people, uh, bringing their experiences and, and, and their firearms. I, I I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was, it was a great, it, it was a great experience as an instructor too. So if any, uh, anybody out there that is, you know, never had an opportunity to be an RSO on a range, um, do it for a little bit because you'll, you'll learn a lot. It could be a little hairy, absolutely, but, uh, you know, you, you got to stay on your toes, but, uh, you will learn a lot working with brand new people, uh, that are using rental firearms for their first times.
0: Or loading that magazine for the first time, or, you know, trying to figure out why they're not hitting the target because they don't know how to align the sights properly. All those, all those things that we take for granted because we've been shooting for so long, but they, they look at it and it's like, well, you know, just turn it sideways like they do in the movies. Right. And then I <laughs> should exactly. hit the target. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I've, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen, I've seen a lot and it was a good experience.
0: Yeah. Hey John, got, got a question. We've been asking all our, uh, listeners or not our listeners, but our guests this year, what books are you reading to improve yourself and your knowledge um, so, uh, I,
1: I've been, I've been very busy doing a lot of writing. So decoding firearms, I had finished that up in June, uh, so that that's when it released. And, you know, prior to that, I was working on somebody else's book and I do a lot of writing, um, articles as well. And that, you know, so I'm always finding myself reading stuff not necessarily for fun, but, uh, one of the books that I have, there's two books that I've gotten into, uh, recently. One that, uh, wasn't as recently was earlier this year when I was at a, a stopping point on, on decoding firearms. I had picked up, uh, Tim Schmidt's book, uh, guns freedom and the American dream. And, uh, what a phenomenal story. I really enjoyed listening to, you know, Tim, I say listening, I've been reading, you know, reading Tim's story about his, uh, his life. And it's really inspirational, you know, and from a perspective of, um, you know, go out there and get it. it, He really, uh, I don't know. I feel it kind of speaks to me in a good way. So it's not necessarily a book to help me, um, as a trainer per se, as much as it is a, a very good, uh, you know, book to, to talk to you about the vehicles of which you need to use to, to get success in your life. So if that means being successful as a trainer, that's, you know, what that means, or if that means to be successful as an author, releasing a book or writing articles or, or, you you know, fill in the blank, because a lot of us do wear You know, multiple hats that are trainers. There are your professional trainers that have their training academies and schools. And then there's trainers like me who are more casual in a sense that I have another full time job. And then this is a passion of mine that I spend uh, almost an equal amount of time pursuing as my normal occupation. Um, so that, that book really, it's been speaking to me. I've had to put it down since I picked it up. It's actually not a very long book, so it's not fair that I haven't finished it yet. Uh, but it is, it's on the top of my pile on my desk. Um, and, uh, that's one of them. And, and the other book, I had an opportunity to peer review a book, which was, uh, a, a very nice honor of mine. So uh, master trainer, Anthony Calandro. He's the owner of gun for hire. I don't know if you're familiar with him here in New Jersey.
0: Um, I've heard him on the po- on different podcasts before, but I've not met Anthony. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Enough.
1: So Anthony's the owner of gun for hire. He's an NRA board member and he's got a book coming out and the tentative title, uh, is crime proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. And, uh, he, he gave me an opportunity to take a look at it and kind of peer review and shoot a couple ideas at him. And, um, I'm really excited about it. So he's supposed to finish it off hopefully over the next few months. I think he wants to release next year. So that's kind of like a coming attraction. So you, you guys can't go out and get it yet, but as soon as it's available, Uh, it's definitely something to look for. And if, uh, your listeners, uh, tune into different podcasts, I know a lot of us that do have probably a list of podcasts where we can't even catch up with all of them on a weekly basis. That's kind of my problem, but, uh, (laughs) uh, he does have a podcast as well, gun for hire and you can, you know, listen for any, you know, um, any updates on that as well. So uh that's crime proof and that's it's it's focusing on um kind of like your um don't be a victim mentality here and had a harden your life and um you know as the subtitle says, you know, beat be you know think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. So it's dealing with a lot of safety oriented things, um, more self-defense uh minded. So not training in your traditional sense of, uh, standing up with your, you know, your back erect and putting holes in paper and then progressing to shooting. He's got, you know, a limited section on firearms. Everything else is mostly mentality based. So Mm -hmm. talks about Cooper and things like that.
0: Yeah, actually, I actually found a a piece that he's got on on Facebook about his book coming out. So I will include that in the show notes, even though uh, there's not a link to actually get the book. At least um, if you can get to uh, Anthony's page, I'm sure when he comes out, he'll have uh, the announcement on his page for sure.
1: Oh yeah, so I'm I'm excited about it, and I hope I hope he gets it done next year. Uh, he, that's what his his goal. He said is so. It's, uh, it's not an easy test to put out a book. So, uh, I wish him the best on that, but I did have a chance to read it and I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, John, where can people find more information about you if they want to reach out to you and such?
1: Okay. So, um, the, the best way to find me is go directly to my uh webpage which is johnpetrolino.com so if you just plug in www and right on that home page there's a section on decoding firearms where you could read about the book and then There's also links to reviews and podcasts. So when this show comes out, I'll throw a thumbnail up there with your podcast information and uh, the show will be linked on there as well as other bits of press. Um, And then there's also a section there where I try to aggregate my uh, articles that I write. So I I had mentioned to you off air that I, I write for Ammo Land. So I do have articles there uh, so I have a lot of links to those articles also on my website, and then there's a contact uh, contact me section there as well. So you could go on the web form, and if you have a question for me, and if you're a, a reader or a prospective reader or anything like that, you could shoot me a a message, and I can email you back very easily. And uh, for for you trainers out there, if you are interested in my book, please take a look at it. If you, if you, if you read it and you like it and it's something that you want to incorporate into your program, reach out to me and we could work something out because I've got trainers pricing is different than what it sells for on the internet, on Amazon and things like that. And if you're a not not for profit group, you also get a, a certain discount as well. So, um, all of that information is up on the webpage and as well as a nice little biographical statement. So that's where you can find me as uh John Okay,
0: great. And I will also have a link out there for the decoding firearms. If uh, people want to take a look at that before they reach out to you about it, but uh, I've got my copy on my Kindle and uh, it's definitely a, definitely a well-written book and something that um, if you want to, if you're doing a gun safety course or a beginning entry level course, um, don't have any other materials. It could, it would definitely be a really good book to uh, pass out to those new students. Um, well, we appreciate your time uh, tonight, John, to record this, and uh, that's a wrap for this episode.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yep. And we got a few requests for our loyal listeners. First, visit our sponsor, uh, Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to the podcast app. Consider leaving us a review. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Give input, questions, or feedback Please email us at ftp at com. Please leave us a rating and review. And we're up to almost 100 episodes, almost two years solid doing this. And I think if you're one of the thousands of, of instructors that listen to us on a weekly basis, I hope you are seeing... the benefits of listening to the podcast. So go along, share the podcast with other instructors. Share it on Twitter, share it on your Facebook. If other instructors aren't listening to this, they are not getting the best information out there and improving themselves. And we're doing this to improve other instructors and ultimately improving the citizens that are out there um, using firearms across America. So do everybody a favor and share it as much as you can. Remember, we bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire restrictor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Go out and read and think about recommending John's books to others. And stay safe, everyone.